All right, uh, we're joined in the studio by Philip Malloy for um, for the umpteen time in 14 years to look at movies and television. Philip, welcome to the programme. Thank you, George. Now, um, usually we kick off um, with, uh, you know, what's in town, but mm. I thought we wouldn't because obviously... As a kind of sports person, I remember the story of Emil Griffith. Now, oh, yeah. many people mightn't, yeah. you know, but they're going to make a movie of it. But it's a, it's a pretty tough subject. Yeah, um, except if you look at it, it's very much a filmic sort of subject. Yeah. And, and for OK, first of all, just to tell people, if, if you want to explain. Yes. OK, go ahead. Well, well, he was a uh, a boxer, mm. and then at the weigh-in, like all these boxers, start mm. throwing ab- abuse mm. at each other. But but his opponent made a remark about his sexuality, mm. and and Griffith brought it into the ring and beat the fella to death. Death, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was horrendous. Now, first of all, okay, he was what was he welterweight and middleweight yeah. world champions, okay, and he was bisexual, George. But he was an extraordinary boxer. He apparently, yeah, yeah, and. Uh, he was uh, and he, he came to this weigh in and he actually brought his boyfriend with him to the weigh in. Uh, so he all his life, apparently, he was caught between uh, his bisexuality, his sexuality and the whole sort of macho world of boxing. You sure. Know? And that, when I say it's very filmic subject, that's what I mean. Yeah. Um, so anyway, he goes to goes to the weigh in and at the weigh in, um, uh, he someone says something and he turns around and this fella parrot that he's fighting against, he's simulating having sex with 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 him. And uh, he apparently he pulls out his, his drawers, he pulls and, and uh, he embarrasses him, something awful. And anyway, the fight goes ahead and he, as you say, he, he kills him, he kills him. him. He kills him. Now, and who's going to make the film? One of the things, just when I say, yeah. one of the things about that was that uh, he killed him, as you say. It was on live television. Um, it was decided, there was an investigation and it was decided at that, that time uh, to, not to have any more live boxing on television. So it was banned for the best part of two years. Uh, this is in the, the 70s. It was brought yeah. back in the 70s. No, it was longer than two years, brought back in the 70s. Anyway, it's been made by Lenny Abrahamson. Lenny Abrahamson and the, uh, the Irish director, uh, writer director, and the Irish company Element Pictures, which is doing very, very well at the moment, it has been doing well for the last few years. Uh, run by a guy called Ed Guiney, and who's who's persevered with it and pushed it for a long time. Very good at. Um, at developing co-productions. But this is going to be a very American film. I mean, presumably yeah. American funding made in America. Yeah. I mean, you've got to film it in America. You've got to get a black actor. Yeah. You know, all that sort no, of stuff. It's very American. You know, it's set in America, as you say, in the yeah. 60s. So, uh, and, and okay, Abrahamson, at the moment, he has a movie out called Room, uh, which is based on the quite famous M.O. Donoghue book. And that in itself was based on the Fritzl case, wasn't it, in Vienna? Remember the case yeah. of the father who kept the, oh, the, 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 the kids yeah. and the members of his family in, locked away? Yeah. Well, it's the same uh, principle. And uh, so that's doing very, very well. It, I, it was first uh, launched, I think, in... On the, the Room. Festi- uh, yeah, Room. Yeah, on, I on mean, I festi- wouldn't mind going to see a boxing movie. I'm not well, sure just I just go me, to a movie on that topic. I know you are, but I'm not, sure I go, I'm not sure I go on that topic. But you're suggesting this is 
these Oscar nomination Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. The Room. It's, it's Room, it's called. Room. room. Right. And it's been getting uh, great reviews, especially the um, actress who's uh, who, who plays the mother in it, uh, Brie Larson, and a young Canadian actor called Jacob Temberley. Uh, he's nine years of age, and the, actually the whole story is told from his point of view, the child's point of view. He's nine years of age, playing a five-year-old. And uh, I haven't seen it yet. I'll, I'll see it uh, next week. Uh, but I gather it's wonderful stuff. All right. Um, so anyway, that's uh, Emil Griffith, as you say. All right. You, the boxer. you want to talk women, do you? I'm always on to talk women. So <laughs> off you go. Uh, what are you going to talk about? Well, um, I, it's rarely, and again and again, we've discussed this. You rarely sort of get a situation where um, they have a strong best actress category at the Oscars but this is it year rare? Yeah, th- it, oh very rare very rare George very rare it's, it's is this become, a Betty Davis theory that there's no good roles for women well I mean a lot of people have, uh, after Betty Davis have said that and obviously if, if, if they're having to scramble around every year to look for uh, people to put into this category well okay there aren't uh, you know enough All good right. roles so this year it's good this year it is good and I'll, I'll just mention some of the, the ones do you remember Charlotte Rampling? Yeah. Charlotte Rampling has made a movie called 45 Years with Tom Courtney, which is a wonderful... But, but I mean, Tom Courtney has got to be 80. Is he 80? He's in his 70s anyway. Yeah, He's and well Charlotte Rampling's probably Char- not far behind him. No, no, she's a little bit behind him, I'd say. <laughs> now, she's, she, she's, did she make a film in Ireland for John Borman? She did. With Connery. Zardoz. Zardoz, yeah. 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 And then she made a and kind she of... splendid in that. Uh, yeah. And then she made a kind of kinky movie, didn't she, kind of, about uh, the Night of the Generals. Was Night that the right? Generals, yeah. Night of the Generals with Omar Sharif and Peter O'Toole, of course. Yeah. But um, she was in that, wasn't she? she? I think she was in that, yeah, yeah. yeah. And was she... She made quite a few t- kinky movies. She came out of the 60s and there was a lot of yeah. kinkiness around Yeah, that, she huh? did a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, that's her. Uh, and then, as I say, there's several kind of first timers Brie Larson I've just mentioned Emily Blunt there's a couple of Oscar veterans that Kate Blanchett who's won it twice uh, uh, Charlize Theron who's won it once for a film called Monster and then for the first time in decades an Irish actress in this category Saoirse Ronan is away yes Oh, well, that's yeah, fabulous! Yeah, absolutely, isn't it? it's great. Because who was the last Irish actress just, to win an Oscar? Well, it was uh, for um, for Jim Sheridan's uh, My Left Foot. Um, it was what's her name? What's her uh, name from Casualty or whatever? Absolutely, that's her. Yeah, yeah. She she won it. She won. I best knew her when she was dancing on a Saturday night. <laughs> okay, she won for Best Supporting Actress that year. Yeah, she was a big pal of Ryan Nugent's yeah, mother. Yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And we can't even remember her name. What a state of affairs. Now, Sheer Sharon, Emily, every, everybody, if you know who we're talking about, send us a text, will you? 53106. Um, listen, um, Emily Blunt, everybody knows Sheer Sharon, mm. like, but Emily Blunt, she hit the headlines with a movie. Was she a waitress or something? In, in no, no. What was her first movie? No, no. Well, I don't know if it was her first movie. But the one that she, uh, the one that she kind of broke through with is The Devil Wears Prada, which which, which had. Oh, uh, was that okay? Yeah. All right, okay. I could be thinking of somebody else, and that'll become as no surprise to you. Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah. But you have a movie of the week, though. 
a movie of well okay i have um it's it's the biggest release there's the best way of putting it and it's the fourth and final part of the hunger games franchise and like uh, there were apparently three books in the hunger games but like they did with harry potter and the hobbit and twilight they've actually split the final book into two parts and really it doesn't work um, have you seen all these hunger seen, games? I, I, I saw this one the other night the night before i actually have seen all all hunger games yeah are they any good um, well, they're what's called uh, George young adult novels, so they'd be way outside your ambit. Oh, right. you know? Okay. So, okay. Uh, but anyway, this this in in this one, um, it, a lot of people will understand this. The, uh, this country called Pan Am is divided up, I think, into thirteen districts, and all the districts have started to uh, started an uprising against this evil uh, dictator called um, uh, President Snow, and uh, the uh, heroine, um, her name is. In the, in the story is Katniss Everdeen and she's played by Jennifer Lawrence she apparently leads a unit on the capital in order to kill this evil now is Jennifer Lawrence the black actress who won an Oscar for the, the, the <laughs> you're getting all these backwards no no she's not a black actress no who's the black actress Jennifer somebody Jennifer Lopez is it yeah I know anyway Watson maybe Wilson maybe no. Jennifer Wilson I don't know. Hudson, Jennifer Hudson, no? Jennifer. Hudson, Jennifer Hudson. I got it, I got it. Do you remember? Yes, she was the Supremes or something. Yes, right, a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Brenda Fricker, we Brenda got Fricker, five yeah. million texts. It's Brenda Fricker. Good. Shame on us all, they're saying. Well, yeah, right? well, uh, that was the old Terry Wogan thing. Was Remember Deliberate Error? Remember that? Terry Wogan <laughs> used to do a delivery, <laughs> except it was something deliberate about yeah, this. Been, I've insulted Brenda Fricker. I want to ask you a question about Bond, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is a boring subject, but is it making money? Is it what? All right. Okay. It's on answer, at the moment. Answer, just answer. quick. No, just quickly. It's on since Monday. It's on five hundred and fifty million dollars. And it's a crap movie. No, not crap, George. Why do you like to do this? I, I you always do this. It's, it's either, a very, it's very or it's or, crap. All right, what about it's a very middle? ordinary movie that goes on too long. That's true. It does. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yes. And it makes five fifty two, million. Two, two hours and twenty eight minutes. I think it's on. All right, it, and it makes a fortune. On the other hand, we have a listener's question hmm. uh, from uh, Jason O'Brien of Cork yeah. about an unbelievable movie called The Wages of Fear, sure, yeah. which I, I suggest here puts the latest Bond in its box, and uh, it didn't make five hundred and fifty no, million. And now they're trying to make a five, remake of at, it. At that stage, five hundred and fifty million would have been the the gross national product of Brazil or something All like right. that. He, he's, I, the poor man correctly asks, they're not going to make another no, remake. Well, they are. They are. They're going to make. They're going to make. A, they're going to do a remake of it. Yes, uh, an act or a director, writer, director called Ben Wheatley uh, is doing it. He did a film called Sightseers, black comedy, which is very, very good. But I agree with you uh, that um, Wages of Fear, made by a, a French director called Henri Georges Clouseau, um, it was. Um, it was. It came out in 1953. Yves Montan was was in it. Oh yeah. And, and you know that a, a German blonde German actor. Uh, you know I'm going to. 
Do you know what I'm going to say? Hardy Kruger? No, no. Who? Eric Van Eyck, is it? Oh, yes. Peter Van Eyck. Peter Van Eyck. And he, he was played. in In the Longest Day. He was in The Longest Day. And he... he uh, and he was in the movie where uh, Honor Blackman um, was choked by an Apache Indian by putting her jewels down her <laughs> actually, mouth. Actually, you're right about this. You're all over the house again. But, but I'm right, But you're though, right about Shalico. Shalico, right. yeah. Uh, yeah, Shalico yeah. was actually a character, a Western hero in Buckskin, played by Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> with his, his but Scottish Peter accent. Van Eyck was in it. Peter Van Eyck was in it. He was. Jack yeah. Hawkins, all kinds of people like that. Oh, right? Jack Hawkins speaking from, from his stomach, stomach yeah. from a kind of a, a thing they put in his throat because, yeah, because he had throat, throat cancer. cancer. Yeah. 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 Uh, but the wages of fear now, yeah. I, I'm sure you can get it on. Co- on. Uh, well, I have it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a fabulous yeah. movie. I'd absolutely, I'd totally recommend it to people. Yeah. Okay, there there was another, there were two other remakes. One was uh, Sorcerer. Uh, William Friedkin made a film called After the Success of The Exorcist, he could make anything. And he went off to the Brazilian jungle and made this film called Sorcerer. But of course, he went way over budget and he all committed right. all kinds of extravagant sins. And uh, so it, at the time, it was badly received because it was another one of those movies where they tended to review the making of the film rather than the film. And now it's grown in stature um, ever since. And it's considered to be quite a good movie now. Is and it? then uh, yeah. Who was in it? Uh, it um, Roy Scheider. Oh, from Jaws. Yes. Okay. I'm not all over the place. No, like I'm the, odd time, the odd time you're not all over the place. <laughs> the no. odd time, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then there was one. Remember your pal uh, uh, Brian Keith? Oh, very much. Yeah. With Doris Day in a movie. With six, you get egg roll, is it? Yeah. So, yeah and yeah. then filmed in Ireland about the prison camp. Yeah, yeah, the German yeah. prison camp. Yeah, yeah. the Mackenzie. The Mackenzie break. break. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, he did one called Violent Road. Uh, yeah. Ephraim Zimbalist Jr., you remember him? He Very was in, well. He was in it. He had a series called the FBI. Uh, but anyway, there, 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 so there have been two remakes, uh, but this is another one. The only thing I, I sort of t- tend to think about remakes, George, especially, okay, by the way, we should say to people that this is about um, a, a, an explosion um, at an oil rig um, in the jungle and uh, how they can't put out the fire. So they send, apparently, for nitroglycerin and it's about these two trucks full of nitroglycerin travelling through the jungle in order to put out the there's, fire. There's a couple of phenomenal scenes and I was yeah. a kid when I saw it. I was at school She's and I saw it ago. and I saw it in the Savoy. The yeah. first thing is it opens with a little kid peeing in a pool yeah. on the road yeah. and of course you'd never see that like that in your life in Cork in the 1950s <laughs> and it was a child and it nearly got banned by the bishop <laughs> and then the other one I don't want to give too much away All right. But but one the trucks explodes, and the no, man no, no, don't give too much. Oh uh, no! But yeah. your man is rolling a cigarette, mm. and the concussion blows the tobacco out of the paper. Yeah. It's an I remember that scene, and I was a child when I saw. They're all given out to us for not forget for not remembering Brett Poor or Brendan Fricker. Well, apologies. Um, uh, Charlotte Rampling, the night porter. That the was one por- of the kinky ones. Were well, you thinking about? That's what you're thinking of, brother. Yeah. That's with Dirk Bogart. Yeah, but the purple taxi with Fred Astaire in, in West Cork. Andrew says in uh, in Wicklow as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with Fred Astaire, yeah. and then uh, McLean says uh, Spectre needs to make six eighty million to break even. Give me that again. He Spectre needs to. Uh, revenues of 680 million to break, break even. even. Yeah, it, it was one of the most expensive movies ever made. Uh, there's lots of great text coming in here, George. 
Oh, listen, uh, Mickey Rooney and Boyce. <laughs> Johnny well, Kerry. Well, John great film. What was the actor that played the priest uh, in, in, in Boyce? Oh, Spencer Tracy. Mm-hmm. Yes, wonderful. Yeah. Uh, the uh, <laughs> Ben said <laughs> on the Blender Fricker issue, he says, I take it it was a deliberate error <laughs> to <laughs> generate text <laughs> messages. <laughs> Guys, they're making memento. They're remaking memento. Um, would they not give me time to try and understand the first one? That's branded. That's really good. No, I, I, the the um, somebody's going to movies tonight. Needs a bit of help here. Brooklyn Bond or Jobs? Jobs. Sorry, He's Brooklyn. Yeah. Bond. Yeah. Or Steve Jobs. Or Steve. I love Steve Jobs. Did you? Yeah, I did. Is it Jobs uh, what, or what Jobs? What I would do is Jobs. jobs. What I do there is I'd recommend to that um, person that they go and see Brooklyn and Steve Jobs in the same night. Save the money, <laughs> save the bond money to go to the two of those <laughs> in the same night if you like. If you go to one of the multiplexes, I'm sure it'll be showing both of them. All right. Okay. Now, speaking of indulgence, because you were talking about William Friedkin, did yeah. he do um, Hackman in the drugs bus thing? He did. Yeah, what was it called? French Connection. French Connection. This documentary about Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen is dead forever. Why are they making documentaries well, about it? Well, it's, I, I presume, actually I was thinking about that. Uh, why are they doing this? Um, and I presume it's because uh, they got access to some audio. And it's mostly, uh, some. what they have is they have behind the scenes uh, film of the making of this film, Le Mans, that he was making. And also they have some audio. So I imagine the two of those things together um, convince them now, uh, to do it. The first thing we should say yeah. is it is a dreadful movie. Don't bother no, watching. No, it is. It dates from 1971 and the the director's name on it is a fellow called Lee H. Katzen who did very little um, in the cinema. The thing about it was okay, they went to uh, Le Mans and uh, uh, McQueen who was obsessed with racing he thought that he'd be allowed to take part in the race and that they'd use some of the film f- uh, footage from the race in the movie that he was making then Le Mans and of course the insurance company refused to insure him and uh, but he went ahead to make the movie anyway. John Sturgis, who was the director, uh, had directed him in The Great Escape and The Magnificent Seven, was the director of this. So uh, he had a good director. So he had a good director. But they he sacked no, him. They had no script. <laughs> they had no script. But okay. they had no script, script for The Magnificent Seven. Well, they had a, a good parse part of a script, George. <laughs> right. they, had, they had no script. And, 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 and by the way, Sturgis was a much older man by this stage and he probably wasn't going to put up with an awful lot of the... Uh, nonsense that would have gone on on the set of a movie like this. Anyway, this was um, McQueen was considered to be the king of cool at that stage. He was the biggest movie star in the world, and it was all uh, uh, getting to him. Uh, so they made um, they, they they started into this thing as I say without a script. They shot a million feet of footage without a script, George. <laughs> and so uh, th- this guy, Lee H. Katzen, was brought in when um, Sturgis uh, vamoosed and he was brought in to put it all together. And as you say, it turned out to be a total disaster. Uh, speaking of the wages of fear, mm. as we were, wasn't Eve Montana in this as well? In, in no. Le Mans, no? No, he wasn't. No, James no. Garner was. No, you're mixing it up with Grand Prix. Oh, yeah. Well, you know me. I mix yeah. them all up. Which you is, know? Which, which but is who a, was in Le Mans then? In McQueen. La, in McQueen. Yeah, McQueen. 
on his own. No, well, I mean, there were lots of. It was. I was mostly race race All car right. stuff. They, um, they and by the way, during the making of it, uh, and he's interviewed in the documentary. Uh, one of the the. Oh, it was an appalling accident, an absolutely appalling accident, and he lost his leg in it. A stunt man. Yeah, a stunt man, and he's actually interviewed in it, and he's very. Um, he's very balanced about the whole thing but uh, on, on his behalf I was really seriously annoyed but I have to but of course McQueen was an awful human being no no appalling, appalling. an appalling and, human and, being yeah and none of the and that, that's one thing about the movie it doesn't give any of the sort of darker stuff and it's darker side of his personality at all he was an absolutely champion womanizer I'm talking about serious womanizing uh, he's supposed to um, Neely Adams it was his, um, uh, she was a dancer and she was his wife and she was a wife beater and she stuck at him an awful long time he was a wife beater and he used to bring women home uh, rather like John John F. Kennedy's uh, father he used to bring him home with his wife in the other room absolutely he actually told her at one stage according to this anyway that there would be women coming in from different parts of Europe to entertain him he actually told his wife this and she finally said that's enough I'm not having any more oh he was appalling yeah, like he yeah. was an appalling human being but, but he, had, he, also, he, had a very, he had a very difficult background though George all right, but he, he also was a steen, n- scene stealer yeah yeah I mean he was a great he was a great movie star there's no doubt about it I mean if you think about all those movies The Thomas Crown Affair uh, Bullet um, uh, and obviously The Magnificent Seven he stole The Magnificent Seven from all those great people that he had around him George he did and, yeah. and uh, Yul Brynner was constantly complaining about how he was stealing the show alright so, listen yeah. Picture show on Saturday night? Picture show on Saturday night. We have a, a really strong um, um, guest lineup, including the great Liverpool director, uh, uh, Terence Davies. And uh, there's a movie called Black Mass uh, with Johnny Depp coming out. And we have the director of that as well, Scott Cooper. So it's a good show. When uh, we were kids, we used to be warned by the Presentation Brothers about a black mass. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just telling you. Wasn't that, but wasn't a black mass the mass for a dead person? No, wasn't black a, mass was a was a de- desecration of oh, the sacrament. I see, I see. Well, we have a winner in the Maryborough competition, and O'Halloran, no less from County Clare, answered a holy night. Well, uh, thanks for all your text comments and feedback throughout the program. The thanks, of course, to Philip uh, and me, who couldn't remember Brenda Ficker. <laughs> Sorry, Brenda. On sound, Peter Malloy and Michael Quilligan, the production. Team. Marie Maroche, Joe Coffey and Alex Russo but the producer was Mark Simpson and this is George Hook saying goodnight and goodbye until tomorrow at 4.30 and I hope the traffic has calmed down as I make my way home